Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and to get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and I'm here with a special episode for you this week. Now, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We've talked about human design, obviously, on the show, um, but we're going to do it in a bit of a different way this week. We are going to dive into a celebrity chart. And the reason why I think this is really valuable is that it, it's it's helpful to see how all of this information not only when we pick out the pieces and say they have this defined, they have that defined, but how does it all work together? How do the gates start to show? Because it can be difficult to understand necessarily how human design plays out until you see it synthesized. So we tend to you know, get information where it's like, okay, I read about the head center. I read about the Ajna center. Now I'm reading about the throat and I checked out this gate and there's a lot of information. So I want to show you how it all plays out. And the easiest way to do that is to go through a reading. So if you can't, if you haven't done your own reading yet, um, I do suggest doing that. But what we're doing here is I'm going to take somebody who's in the public eye, somebody that we're all familiar with, and we're going to do a reading for them. And understanding that this is not judgmental. This is not projecting anything onto them. This is really just my interpretation of their chart and some of the things that we've seen play out in the public eye, in the public sphere. So we're going to be talking today about somebody who always makes a splash, um, which is part of her design. Um, and she's doing so this week. She just dropped her 10th studio album um, and her name is Taylor Swift. So I find her particularly interesting. Now, I've talked about her on the show once before. I talked about her actually, um, her gift for being so specific. And, you know, when we're talking about entrepreneurs, it can be really helpful to get specific about what you do and how you can bring somebody into your work by being more specific. So we talked about that in another episode about how she's just a master at this. But now I want to dive into her chart um, because it really paints a picture. And I think we see a lot of these themes playing out with her. She's obviously very public in, she's both public and private, and that is part of her design as well. So let me start off by just giving you an overview of what she is according to her human design. So she is a 5-1 splenic projector, and her incarnation cross is the cross of confrontation. So just in hearing that, um, some of the things that come out there, her authority is splenic, which means she's spontaneous, which means that she doesn't need to wait to make decisions. She is a projector. Now, I think she's a really great example of a projector that's not your typical projector. So if you're a projector listening to this and you hear things like, I have to wait, or I have to, I'm waiting for the invitation all the time, or I don't have the energy that you need to rest all the time. Rest is important. But she's a woman who's quite prolific, does a whole lot, has a very, very busy schedule, and she doesn't seem burned out by that. And we're going to go into exactly why that is, how her chart is a bit of a different projector setup. Um, and we're going to go through, she's also a 5-1, which that is my profile. So that's why I dove into her design to start out with. So before this album dropped, I was, I, I was interested in her because I'm always looking at people who have similar characteristics to mine. And the five one, if you have a five in your profile, it's really important for you to understand 
fives um, and how that works and what the projection field is like. Five ones can be somewhat of a lightning rod. Five ones, we carry that projection. So here, I want to illustrate how the five one plays out with somebody who is quite polarizing. Now, how the projection field works with a five, particularly a five one, because it's a transpersonal destiny. Um, the five is when people like what you're saying, you're the savior. When they don't like what you're saying, you're the devil. And it swings literally that far. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, I did listen to her album and she dropped one specific single first called Antihero. And to me, that just screamed 5-1. In fact, I'm in a group of 5-1s and they were just like, did anyone hear this song? Um, because it does feel that way sometimes. She has a line in there where she says, um, familiarity breeds contempt. It's a very big theme for the five. Um, we can feel like people from one moment to the next can have, you know, we, we go from that savior and then we go to that devil. The term that is used in human design is that we can be burned at the stake for being, for, for saying the same thing somebody else is saying, but for some reason, the expectation that was put on us is so different that the result and the backlash from it can be far more critical. So they, the, the, the term that they use is burned at the stake. What that causes is for five ones particularly, or if you're a five two, um, if you have the five in the back of your profile, like a three five, it's a bit different because you're not as conscious of the five. <laughs> um, so you may have those realities coming at you. You may have people expecting certain things of you and you either living up to those things or letting them down. Um, but it's not going to be as conscious to you that it's that it's happening, which can be a good or a bad thing. It can either be ignorance is bliss and you don't really pay attention to it, or it can be very confusing because you don't know why you're getting these bizarre reactions from people where you're like, I don't understand what the big deal is. So we're seeing this with her. I think that she's a, a, a very interesting example of this. Um, another typical thing that you hear with fives is um, people will say things to you like, I didn't think I would like you at first. I thought you would be a bitch. Um, and I have to admit, I had that feeling about Taylor Swift. I was like, I don't like her. I don't know why, but I just don't like her. And I made up some reasons and I had some thoughts in the beginning. And then as I started to expand my consciousness, and I'm talking years ago when she first came out, I had those thoughts. Um, you know, we all had opinions about her dating life. We all had opinions about the way she lived, the things she said, the songs she wrote whether it was right for her to do that or not. Strong, strong opinions. And I, th I think she felt that for a while. And then she made the choice to stop paying attention. And she started to play with it. And she started to really use it and step into that role of being the heretic, the person who is here to deliver a message. Now, there's even more of that in her chart. I just want to go through a little bit of her being a projector first. So being a projector, um, she has a very focused aura. She has a very focused energy, but she's not a typical projector in the sense that she has her root and her ego defined. So she has two motor centers, which is probably why she has a lot of energy. She has the energy to be as prolific as she is. She has the energy to show up and have consistency in her marketing, in her 
in her writing, in her recording. I mean, she re-recorded two of her albums. Um, Now she just wrote and recorded a whole new one. That's a lot. That is a whole lot. And I'm sure she rested in between there plenty. However, it's still a lot. Like I think looking at a projector, you'd be like, that doesn't sound like a projector. It does when you're a certain type of projector. She's what we what we call an energy projector. And that's that happens when you have a motor center defined, one or more. She just doesn't have a sacral. So it's important for her to know when it, when enough is enough. And I'm not privy to that. It does seem like she takes the time that she needs, but when she's on, she's on. So that that's one observation that I have from her from her chart. She has also has three channels defined. Um, she has the channel of judgment, the channel of struggle, and the channel of surrender. Now, the channel of judgment, the two of these go from the root to the spleen. Now, what these are all about, these are anything from the root is about timing. Um, one of these is a collective channel and the other is individual energy, which is really about creativity when you have individual energy. It's about the creative urge to create something new. And then collective energy is to share it, to show people the way. And then tribal energy in her surrender channel. So she has one in each in each circuit, which is interesting. And the tribal circuit is about resources providing for the tribe and inner circle. And I think you do see that play out in her world as well, that she has this, she's got obviously a ton of creative energy. Collectively, she's putting it out. She's also created a tribe. She's created a tribe with, I, I you know, it started out with her squad, <laughs> which I, I certainly had opinions about. Um, and then I really think that it, it branched out or, or maybe my view of it started to change because it's her tribe is women. Her tribe is women. And she's become effectively the five one is the leader. She has become the heretic, the leader of a female tribe. Now, whether you're a Swifty or not, <laughs> um, I don't really consider myself one of those, but I admire her for what she does. That instead of dividing women as a collective, she has consistently had this had this message of bringing women together raising women up she just won an award and when she got up there she said i think lana del rey is the greatest pop artist of the decade and you know so she lifted her up she did that with her last album with phoebe phoebe bridgers where she was consciously putting her name out there in interviews when she spoke she used her platform to raise up another woman, to raise up somebody else that she admired, to say, I know that the eyes are all on me. However, I'm going to distribute this. And that I want to get into now. So her cross of confrontation definitely is about pushing buttons, about, about pushing the envelope, about changing the way people see things through confrontation and a bit of conflict. But let's break it down. So the incarnation cross is 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 uh, comprised of your conscious sun, your conscious earth, your unconscious sun, and your unconscious earth. Those gates, the four gates at the top of the two columns on either side of your body graph. So her conscious sun is twenty six, and that's obviously in the fifth line because she's a five one, and the twenty six is the gate of well, they call it the trickster. Um, 
it's very sacred salesperson energy. It's the it's the a design of it's the design of a transmitter. They're here to transmit a message. In Gene Keys, the gift is artfulness. The ability to transmit a message in a way that's different, that helps people see it from another point of view. Now, it's part of the channel of surrender, which is all about um, all about giving the tribe what it needs, understanding the tribe's needs more than it understands its own, and being able to communicate and transmit what it is that it needs, in effect, selling it to them. It's why it's called the entrepreneurial channel. But it is the energy to sell the tribe what it needs. And there's always a balance of integrity here. There's always a balance of doing that in that, you know, on the low frequency, it can be manipulative. In the high frequency, it's highly, it's of high, high service. And it's artful and it's beautiful. Now, this is also called in human design, the taming power of the great. This is big, big energy. There's, there's a lot of this, and I, I have this, this is my, my purpose, this is my unconscious earth. Um, so I've done a lot of contemplation around this, and it really is about grounding into a sense of service through your message. And I believe she's done that. You hear it where she obviously uses this as a creative outlet for herself to process her feelings, which with her open emotional center, she's a non-emotional, she has a white emotional center, but she does have gates activated in there. With that open emotional center, it's important for her to have a way of processing all of those emotions that she's picking up from other people and through her experiences. That's a good use of her of her um, the the channel of it, it's a good use of the channel of struggle, which is her creative channel going from the root to the spleen, which is the energy of being able to struggle for the thing you want to create. It's a creative pulse that says, now it's yours to um, handle this struggle so you can express your uniqueness. I believe she does that. So she's using these energies in a really, really high frequency, high expression of what they are. And now we get to her conscious earth, which is the gate 45. Now, gate 45 is, it's the king and queen energy, as we call it. Um, as I refer to it anyway. Um, but gate 45 is all about distribution. It's the gate of gathering together or the gatherer in traditional human design is what they call it. It's really about distribution. It's really about being able to, um, to distribute for the tribe. It's the top of the tribal community. So that's why we call it kind of the king queen. There's a regalness to this. Um, there's definitely a, an aura to the 45. And when she steps into this, and this is what I mean about her lifting others up who are part of her tribe, the people that she, um, that she admires. I think you see her doing this with other artists where she's lifting them up. And I think that that is a high frequency of this particular energy. And now your conscious earth is going to ground you. Her conscious earth is grounding that salesperson energy. She's able to transmit her message in a really, really high vibe way because she's grounded in the service of it all, truly grounded in it in a way of distributing it beyond herself. When when we all thrive, we all thrive. 
I thrive, I share it with everyone else. And I feel like you see her doing that more and more and more. And I think she's doing that in a bigger and bigger way. Now, one of the other things, and the last thing I'll note, uh, a couple of a couple of things I want to I want to note here. Um, you hear her change her vibe, so each album is very different. Um, she had, and and she kind of takes on another voice. Now she has an open throat, so everyone who has an open throat and thinks that they can't have a message, that they can't speak consistently, um, I want to point to to. This woman who is prolific in her voice, in her message, in her songwriting, able to put out a lot of content, able to put out a lot of beautiful work. And she does it in a really high frequency way by using just that one gate 45 in her throat center and the rest of it's open. So she takes on these other voices. Now, she does always work with collaborators. She does always have a producer that she works with, writing partners that she works with. You see her collaborate a lot. That's a high frequency of her gate 44. It's also a high frequency of that open throat center that she knows she's better when she can amplify the voices around her. And she also has an open identity center, which is really interesting because she has five gates activated in her G center. Now, the G-Center, when you're open here, this can be confusing for people too, because your identity is really determined by the environment that you're in. So when we've seen her kind of go through relationships and them not go well, and she's sort of has, I don't want to say that the way that she's dealt with them in the public, maybe some of maybe some people would say that they disagreed with the way that she dealt with it, that they, but what she what you were really seeing was her shaking off that old environment, that old relationship. People can put a lot on the people who have these centers open, the, the G center open. If you have that center open, then anybody who comes in with a defined G center can kind of push their identity on you or make you feel wrong for not being like them, or make you feel wrong for not knowing who you are, or make you feel wrong for needing to be loved. And it can it can show up as that, that feeling of not being lovable, chasing love. I think we've seen some of that play out for her. But what you're seeing now is her step into this in such a high frequency that she's able to use this, that she's able to use this consistent inconsistency that she has because she has a lot of gates active but it it is ultimately open where she's able to write a different album every year that has a completely different sound that she's able to take on similar characteristics of other artists. So when she did the album where she was lifting Phoebe Bridgers up, which I believe was folklore um, that had a very, had kind of Taylor's spin on Phoebe Bridgers. I believe this album has kind of Taylor's spin on Lana Del Rey. I think you hear the environment she's surrounding herself in, the music she's listening to, the people that she's around, and she's able to take it and make it her own. David Bowie had this as well, where they're able to morph, and this is the high frequency of it. When you stop looking at everybody and wondering, who am I? What do I need to do to be loved? And you say, no, I get to use all of this, and then I get to move and be something else. And allowing that, just that fluid motion to happen. And the last thing I'll say, because I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up this episode, but I hope that you got kind of an, an encapsulation of, of how this really works for her, how this, how she's using her design in a really, really high frequency way and, and how 
how that's played out that I'm sure it wasn't easy all the time, like growing up in the public eye, growing up with the a level of scrutiny that she's had, growing up with the level of fame and success that she's had, especially with that open identity center, what people want from her, what people want her to be, her having to figure that out, um, I'm sure was a journey in and of itself. But we're seeing her step into this next level. And that was another thing. So she's 32 years old now. So she's sort of in that phase of moving from her, the destiny we come into this world with and the destiny that we are here to express later in life. There's a journey that we go through and it's it's in the nodes of your human design chart and her, you know, we move from the South node, which is kind of the karmic destiny that we have to the, the ultimate destiny that we have in our North. And the South Node she had in Gate 7, which was the Gate of Influence, the Gate of the Alpha. I think you saw that. I think you saw that for the first, you know, half of her career where she was she was really the alpha. She was definitely leaning on the influence, leaning on the leadership and, and in a kind of masculine energy sort of way, because this is the masculine side of this pairing. And now going at, at 32 years old, she's kind of crossing over into this next phase of her life. Um, she also has these in six lines. So that means that she's she hit her Saturn return here with these. So she might even be seeing this in a bigger way where she's going into that next phase. But that her her north node is in gate 13, which is the gate of the listener. That is the feminine energy. That is the feminine flow of receiving, of slowing it down a bit, the confidant. And I think you're seeing that shift happen in her life. And it's this, it, it, it's a really beautiful thing to watch. And I think it's always interesting when I look at people's charts, when I look at people who are who are available to us that are that are playing out in the public sphere. And then I look up their chart and so much of it makes so much sense. And honestly, I could spend all day going through her chart. There's so many things in here that make sense, but these were the real highlights for me. These were the real um the the things that I thought could be universal where you could take them away and start understanding more about her chart, but also in turn, exp- um, understanding a little bit more about yours and how this energy gets synthesized in us, how we can see the story of our lives play out through the human design chart. So I hope you found this useful. I hope you found this valuable. Please let me know what you think. Drop it in Instagram. Um, leave a story and take a little snapshot. Leave a story and tag me and let me know what you thought of the episode. Um, if you are an emotional authority, please, please check out. We are doing an emotional authority masterclass on November 2nd. Please check that out at nicolelano.me forward slash emotional. We will, re- we will list that all in the show notes for you. Because that, if you're an emotional authority, that is the first thing you need to know. I say it's the first stop in becoming unshakable. Um, and then you can get into all the synthesis. But until then, until you master your emotional authority, things will feel kind of chaotic. Things will feel a little out of control for you. The consistency thing might be a real problem for you. And we can get you on track with that. And then you're ready to synthesize the rest of your chart. And if you would like to book a human design reading with me, please go into the show notes. We'll link that up as well. The link to book a reading with me. If you are looking to see how your chart plays out, we do a foundational reading. And then we also do purpose readings, which will give you kind of the lay of the land of the story of your life. All right. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Remember, 
you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there and be limitless, everyone. I will see you in the next one. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to stay in touch with us, we would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community, Practical Manifestors. It's a community for process-driven women looking for clear and actionable steps to embodying a life of wealth and alignment. Join us at Practical Manifestors in Facebook or go to www.innerceogroup.com.